You are looking live at the fifth year podcast with Parker Biggs, Zach Ruley, and Clint Maxey. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe it? These guys are the best with this podcast. Don't even think of making a wager on this upcoming season without checking in with Parker, Zach, and Clint. Take it away, guys. Welcome back to the Fifth Year Podcast. As always, Clint Maxey in the producer chair, Parker Biggs here, and Zach Ruley is back as well. So we're excited to have everyone back with Bedlam Week here. It should be a fun one. Um, struggles continue in Norman uh, with a loss at West Virginia last week, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about OSU bouncing back with a win over Iowa State, as well as uh, TCU's win over Texas and Kansas State statement win over Baylor. We'll react to the college football playoff rankings and other action from uh, Week 11, and then we'll make our Week 12 pick. So we got a lot of lot to get into. Let's uh, let's start with the Pokes. It was a uh, it was a a must must win game. I feel like in the fact of just like. The OSU fans needed that. I feel like after those two games to Kansas State and Kansas, you're, you know, you're hosting a not great Iowa State team. You've got your third string quarterback going. So there wasn't a lot of confidence. So and when you look at it from that mirror, I think it was a really good win for OSU. Yeah, I was definitely thinking Iowa State was going to – I, like, was picking Iowa State to win the game. Um, I didn't, like, bet on it because I don't like betting against OSU, but definitely a little nerve-wracking. I didn't anticipate the defense creating five turnovers, but OSU was, I mean, they did what they had to do. Spencer came, the place erupted when Spencer came in, by the way. Um, it was pretty cool, but you can like tell he's pretty banged up, but a win is a win, no matter how ugly it was. It's um, They're not going to complain about that one, certainly. They had some guys come back too and get some reps, um, get their legs back under them for next week or this week, which is good too, but. Iowa State, they have like a top 15 or so defense out of oh, the country statistically. They're very, very good. It's the best defense in the Big 12. 100%. So I don't think like only scoring the 20 or whatever they did is like, I think they've held most people well below their average. I could be wrong on that. I saw some. I saw somewhere today that if you took Iowa State's 2022 defense based off of defensive efficiency and then Iowa State's 2021 offense, based off their offensive efficiency, it would be like rated the number six team for this season. So yeah, their defense is really freaking good. Uh, yeah. Checks out. Gunner wasn't, I didn't think, terrible. He um, threw the one deep ball. He does it so high. I was like, what the? What's the, the reason thing? he, what is the reason he got the start over Rangel? Rangel's shoulder is hurt as well. But he's, <laughs> he's he was yeah, available, Rangel's right? Hurt. Well, so here's what's funny about that is Gunner lost his helmet on like a third down QB sneak. And Rangel goes to run out there and they're like, no, no, no. I think it would have burned his red shirt. So that was my question going in is like, who's the emergency QB of the two injured ones? I would assume like going into the game, I was like, I assume it's Spencer. If we need an emergency quarterback, it's Spencer, not not Rangel. But so they they go to like, throw Rangel in there to take a snap on like a dive play on fourth and one. And they're, they're like, wait, no, no, no. And they shove him back. That's also what the announcer said, I guess. So I threw Spencer out there and then I was like, okay, he just came in for that play to hand it off. But then when he actually came back in the game, I was like, oh, this is real. They ran him first play. And I'm like, we're just asking for 
for trouble running him right now. But so what's the? Run. I mean, I would assume, I and mean, I I know Spencer said he'll be playing Saturday, but yeah, playing. Gundy's not committing to that. He is he going to play? Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, there's no there's not a shot in hell he doesn't play. So how do you? I guess how do you how, how differently are you feeling about OSU going into this week as um, opposed to, to you were a week ago? Look, I'm never confident when they play OU, especially Norman. So I do want to get out in front of it. Just congratulate you guys on the win Saturday. Um, bowl eligibility is a big deal. That's not to be taken lightly. I'm happy for you guys. Um, huge <laughs> win over a little brother. But yeah, Spencer playing helps ease my uh anxiety because we're going to give up a million points the defense i think that was kind of a fluke last week i hope i'm proven wrong but everybody i mean the the dbs played way better kendall daniels looked like um an nfl safety last saturday so well hopefully that continues he's had the game slowing down for him i think we get tyler lacy back this saturday he was out last week just so banged up man like it's but with spencer playing i feel confident they can beat almost anybody yeah and I mean, the what seemed to be the strength of OU's team, the offense, really was uh, lackluster to say the least against West Virginia. I mean, oh, come they, on, that that Mims drop that was a tough ball to catch, right? His, that, that was a bad drop. He had <laughs> drop earlier in the game. He he's got the yips. I I'm try. I was trying to find the tweet of somebody claiming he's a top five receiver in the country because I got to be honest, I just haven't seen it. And then you. See the Lots positive is maybe he'll there. maybe he'll come back next year. Now the the more he's yeah <laughs> yeah what let's talk about the OU game. I mean, I watched the good majority of it, and I watched the end of it as I was walking into the OSU game. It was ugly. It yeah. was not nothing about it was very pretty. The defense, I guess, was a bright spot, but well, but what's so frustrating is the inability for the offense and defense to play well at the same time. I mean. Throughout conference play, there's been times when the offense has been playing really, really well, but they just, you know, they're having to play keep. Uh, I mean, they're just having to keep up with the other team. I mean, they don't have. And then this week, the defense finally steps up. I mean, they shut out West Virginia, West Virginia until like the two minute mark in the second quarter. So um, the defense did their job early, and the offense couldn't do anything off of that. And they had good field position at times. Um, just, I mean. Inability to convert third and fourth downs, I think, was the key there. I mean, OU was clearly the better team. They just could not uh, keep drives going. They missed a couple of field goals, uh, the second of which was that 46-yard attempt with like six minutes left. It was probably a questionable field, field goal to attempt in that that weather. Um, and then, I mean, they just, yeah, I mean. I will what, say, the, OU's what, defense, you can't anticipate Garrett Green running for <laughs> – Checking my notes, 119 yards. You know what That's sucks though is fantastic. the second he came in, I had a like it was one of those feelings. Oh, this running quarterback, yeah, he's he, not prepared for. Um, it, it was not a good, definitely not a good combo considering OU's history against against quarterbacks that could get it down to the ground because that guy could not throw the ball. He's, no, he's not a not a good yeah, passer. Twelve um, for twenty two for 140 yards. But I mean, I'll we, say that dude, I'll, ball, and we couldn't tackle him. OU fans and OSU fans do this a bunch too. Love to complain about how their defense can't stop a dual threat quarterback. Newsflash: nobody can. It's really hard to 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 slow down guys who can run and pass. Like every team struggles with that aspect of football. Like it's not just an OU and an OSU thing, especially one that you have no film on. I'd guess. 
in OU's right. case. Did someone came in last I think he might have played there was someone similar stature, small mobile guy to West Virginia him. that came in last year. I think it was him. I mean it had but to you, been him. you take away his runs, he averaged eight and a half yards per carry. The rest as a team, they were 3.8. So if you just cut his average in half, um OU is pretty good against the run. Tony Mathis Jr. is a good running back. So if they're doing that to West Virginia, who's got a better offensive line, I mean, OSU struggles to run the football. Saturday, I'd assume that OU is going to win win that battle on the defensive front. But. Did you know yes. OU is sixth in the country in tackles for loss? It's pretty good. OSU was top ten at one point. I don't know what – I can't imagine they're anywhere near that now, but. Which Definitely a good weekend to be stuck in Mexico without TV. Yeah, yeah, it was Clint. You got bailed out. It was. <laughs> I, know. I mean, it was a nasty game. Everybody in the. I don't even want to like watch. That. I was just the only thing I could see were Parker and Andrew, a couple of our friends, text just yikes, dot dot dot. <laughs> this is terrible, and I was like, oh, it's it's bad. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, it was a game they. Hey, Eric, Eric Gray is a dude, though. Again, yes. yep. he's very good. He's been the best back all year. I do like Garns yeah. still a lot, but Gray is a beast, man. Gray yeah. is, yeah, 25 carries, 211 yards, a couple touchdowns. He's sixth Caught in the nation. Passes. Yeah, sixth in the nation in yards per carry, 14th in rushing yards. I mean, he's Jeez. having like a really, really good under pre a season that will get overlooked because of the teams. Right. Uh, no, but, if, they, if their record was, um, like what TCU's is or even yeah. Texas's, he's getting a lot of love nationally. But does he have another year or is he gone? I think he does, doesn't he? But he can, he, I feel like for leave. like a two or three year phase, everyone has a year he until a he's a senior. I don't know if that means COVID senior or yeah. last year senior, but when you're a running back with a good season, you got to leave when you can and capitalize. You can't, yeah, uh, yeah, but that he he's really freaking good. Gabriel yeah, again, is. like we've said all year too. When he, when get... that dude when he misses, man, it is it's a miss. It's yep. not even close. He had like we said a couple good balls that Mims dropped. There were some drops, but when he misses his target, he misses badly. Yeah, yeah. He had it was PR of twenty Saturday. I mean his. I mean he could not. They they they've taken. I don't know what's happened. They haven't been using Braden Willis at all. They're not going over the middle. Everything seems to be either a deep ball or a screen pass. Only four guys had targets Saturday in receptions. Yeah, that's or four receptions. I don't know about targets. Braden Willis will score on a wheel route Saturday. That's a guarantee. OU scored on like a fullback <laughs> wheel route the past 100 bedlams. I swear to God, Braden Willis will score. That's yeah. guaranteed. Although I don't know if they're running. I don't know if I haven't seen that little pop. Yeah, it's like that little. Maybe that was just a Lincoln and a Dimitri Bobby. Flowers yeah, specialty. Yeah, D- Dimitri Flowers. I was watching the 2017 Bedlam. Dimitri Flowers, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Hall. Yes. Mark loved Andrews and OU Texas a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Lincoln loved that. Loved yeah. that play. Um, what scale one to 10, both of you? How worried are you about bowl eligibility? <laughs> I'm like a six worried about it. I mean, to be honest, I don't really like this mentality, but. I hate to say, say who who cares. cares. No, you gotta make a bowl. No, you're right. You're right. You need it for the extra practices. Is really what the more that's what you need it for. Yeah, it's just. Have you guys ever ever been to Memphis for the Liberty? Yeah, I've been. Oh, I've been for a SMU Memphis game. It's Um, beautiful in January. Yeah. No. Sleeting. 
that'll be it's gonna be awesome yeah you gotta go to um rendezvous or i think central barbecue those are the two rendezvous ribs are elite yeah that's where that sooner fans that's on deal i'll say this if ou loses saturday i think they mail it in there's no chance they beat tech in lubbock especially if tech is playing for a bowl game no chance ou wins in two yeah. weeks in Lubbock. I think oh, this is a oh, you needed to win this one for bowl, yeah. Bowl <laughs> yeah. Eligibility. Um, did you did you guys ever think we'd be here? We thought maybe I thought maybe it'd be kind of bad, but I was thinking like eight nine wins. Not so I don't, I can't even remember if seven. we've talked about this on the show. I think we have, and but I've seen a bunch of tweets, and yeah, we for sure have it now. That I think about it, but it's just becoming so much more apparent is how many of Lincoln's quarterbacks cover up everything else. Well, it's like he has no too, recruiting foundation. Yeah, how much of that is just Lincoln? Too? And Lincoln, I mean, yeah, you put well, a, like, Lincoln couldn't turn Dylan Gabriel into. I mean, I Lincoln's think he'd great. have him playing. I think he'd have him playing slightly better, but I do agree. He yeah, but his he his misses been. would lead to the same interceptions. Like, I just you I also had NFL skill players, which they they don't have. I mean, at best, you know, Mims is probably a third, fourth round type guy. Gray is probably a fourth, fifth round type. NFL players, so I mean, I the, yeah. you don't have the skill pl- players either. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's hey, debacle. Shout out, to us, shout out to us though, because when we had Scott Wright on with the Oklahoman, we talked about how depth both quarterback rooms, OSU OU, mm-hmm. does not exist. There are no like Bevel played in that bowl game last year for Pitt, like a meaningless game to them after they lost Pickett. Like no actual snaps, you know what I mean? Like yeah, we, yeah. and it and it happened. Like it's Spencer got banged up, Dylan Gabriel got banged up. I don't think Gabriel he does kind of have a history of injury, and obviously Spencer did too, but the inevitable happened and both teams paid the price. One thing that has been impressive to me, and I do wonder if they did lose their their next two Mr. Bowl, if it would still stay this way, is in general, how well the recruiting class seems to be staying intact so far outside yeah. of the Vasic loss, which is, was with OU struggles early in the blowout loss to Texas. That one seemed inevitable for a while, but the, um, the rest of the class seems to be staying pretty committed. I think Anthony Evans is, is probably the biggest risk. Um, he could flip to Georgia. Um, but I saw David Hicks is uh, due for a visit Saturday. He'll be yeah, there, he's Norman. Visiting, he's gonna, he'll be there, Peyton Bowen. Those are two guys OU still has a chance with. So well, also I interesting they were the leader that, in the clubhouse for Hicks the whole time, and then they were flipped to A and M. But now with A and I mean A and M's got what three wins? They're terrible. Yeah. Did you see OU announced a or OU, there was an NIL collective announced that was backed by like the OU administration with with uh, like comments from Josie and the uh, OU president. Um, Harris. So this is like the official OU yeah. collective. That that's good when the school OSU did one of those, like their official one. The problem is there's like a couple of different ones, right? Like right, like old donors and old players have one, and then the school has one. So I think you, they'll try to. Apparently, Texas was able to wrap all theirs up under one. Checks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we, um, tech? I mean, do they? Is Quinn Ewers bad? He's definitely not as good as I thought he was earlier in the year. He's not as um, good as I thought he was either. He's had no. He's looked pedestrian for a solid month now. Do you think they should put Card in? Because I mean, they scored ten points. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's 
is Texas is they're finding a way to still be Texas. I mean, that, they have four losses. I mean, it's yeah, it's not been there. And Sark is 500 in his two years there so far. Yeah. I think 18 I mean, and 18, something like that, or 16 and 16. Can't remember what the number is. Like that, like they're two. What they were riding for a while was that close loss to Bama and then sh- and then blowing OU out, which in which they beat. Obviously, we yeah, know it's not very was not impressive. impressive at all. Yeah, and the Bama thing isn't. I mean, Bama's playing a lot of teams close. You know, yeah. already lost a few games. So, um, yeah, tech, I mean, I did not see that performance from the TCU defense coming though. I mean, they yeah, shut down I the pass game. Did. They they held Bijan to 12, 12 carries for twenty nine yards. That's two point four yards for per rush. Uh, only three Texas players caught a pass. Xavier Worthy had four receptions, thirty two yards. And have you seen the uh, the most recent rumor? There's there's murmurs about uh, a connection between he and USC potentially in the transfer portal, which popped oh, up last year too. Good um, for him. So you know, just the the, the Texas. Um, early uh, season hype to late season weirdness. Is speaking of UT transfer portal, if if Spencer Sanders leaves, which I'm anticipating he will, whether it's to the portal or to the draft, I'd assume draft. Hudson Card, if I'm Mike Gundy, is like, I'm. I don't know what the legality is. I'm getting a hold of him very quickly. Why do you think? Do you think, do you think it's an actual possibility he'd enter the transfer portal? I only say that because in Stillwater Saturday, I heard a couple of people with that same theory. I don't know where, like, I don't think like an Alabama is going to come knocking for Spencer Sanders. So, like, it, Oklahoma but, State's very good, but I do understand there's another tier of teams above us. Like, if if say Georgia or someone came and, yeah, I think you'd I think you'd be dumb not to look at a Georgia, right? Like, if yeah. you were, if you were Spencer, like, it'd be silly not to. But also, he just gets so banged up, and I think this quarterback class is a little on the weaker side. I'm not saying he's going to be a first round pick because he's not, but I think he has a window to maybe capitalize on, especially with the year he's had. But I was yeah, I, mean, I wasn't shocked that Duggan played a little bit more back to earth. Especially yeah. with Gary Patterson, um, who knows him insanely well, calling the shot or helping call the shots on defense for UT. Um this was more like Max Duggan. Kendra Miller is very good. Big 12's got some really, really good running backs. I'm still I, – I know this was probably the the tough – on paper, at least, the toughest test left for TCU. I still don't think they're – I still don't, don't believe they're going to go undefeated. Uh, I, I think Baylor this weekend – yeah. yeah. I think it, I think this is the weekend um, that that it come. I mean, Aranda's such a good coach He's in Waco. Him. They don't like each other. Um Baylor played about as poorly as they could have against Kansas State, so I don't see that happen two two weekends in a row. Um, I think this could be the weekend that. Um, but every time I've said that, TCU that's what I was about to say. Won. I think we've said that every you week. You almost on have the, to. You uh, have to give them their roses a little bit, like they're finding yeah. ways to win. Like they right. won. A, they won a, in a rock fight Saturday, yeah. and they they've come back and beat people. So like Let, it. Let's use this as a transition to the playoff talk because, I mean, I I mean, I don't. I'm I'm not saying they shouldn't be the fourth ranked team. They probably deserve to be the fourth ranked team. But like I think we talked about this last week or two weeks ago. Do you actually think they're the fourth best team in America? No, they're or, not. Tennessee I mean, would run them out of the gym. Tennessee would run them out of the gym. Um I mean Tennessee's really the one that I would Georgia say. would beat them, Ohio State would beat them, Michigan would beat them. Yeah. Isn't there know, just I, a well, t- isn't the AP poll basically best teams, then it turns into most deserving ranking? 
pretty much well, when it goes to the problem with AP poll too is there's like legacy points, um, like legacy bias as well. There is with the playoff committee too. Yeah, with like there's no BCS. That's why like BCS was nice. BCS was the best way to. BCS is the best. No, if you use BCS for the 12 team playoffs, it would, I that's think what it should work. That's what it should yeah. be. I don't know why it's so complicated for people to figure that out. It yeah. should just be let the computers decide the 12 best teams. If the algorithm was that fucked up, then that's one thing, but it really wasn't. It messed up like two or three times. Um, and that was before we had a way of determining who was actually the best. It's also just I, insane that they have ADs of schools in, on the yes. committee. which stand to directly benefit like if right you're an sec ad and georgia is in the playoff and they win you make money off of that yeah because you're in the conference with them there's been like i mean then and then like how how is someone deemed qualified for that i don't see i've never understood like what how was condoleezza like joe josie (laughs) seems like a pretty good candidate like that guy's been around I guess he didn't really represent. He shared the, the basketball anymore. committee, um, so I don't know. I'll did I did I already rant a couple weeks ago about TCU and Sonny Dykes real quick? Sonny Dykes is it. a good football coach. Acting like he inherited this like piece of shit dumpster fire is ridiculous. Yeah, TCU is good. Like they had one or one under five hundred season with Patterson, and is that that's what got him fired, or did they go back to back? I think it was just one was under five. five and they were still thing. putting out like first round talents. Like Trevon Morig went to the Raiders in the first or second, early second round. Like they were still good. And all right. these are Gary's players. Like those guys were still good. He didn't inherit garbage. So like he might win coach of the year. I don't know if he should. I'd probably give it to Hypo over him. But I just think it's a little ridiculous that we're just like praising Dykes for being this like pulled. pulled TCU from the ashes. Like they weren't very good. Yes. And they've, like he got lucky at quarterback. He picked the wrong guy. Like yeah. he picked Chandler Morris. Morris gets hurt, has to deal with Duggan. Duggan plays out of his mind. They didn't play a single starting quarterback except for Spencer for like six straight weeks or seven straight weeks. Spencer's 50% in that game. It's like, I guess luck is part of it. But at the same time, like, I don't think Dykes should be getting as much praise as he is. That's all I have to say about it. I didn't mean to to tangent, but like TCU getting them this much love and respect pisses me off a little bit. I agree with you. I think I I'm one that believes Sonny Dykes is a really really solid football coach. The, the Cal experiment didn't work um, just because that was a bad fit. He's, he's like but a Midwest. I mean, he's a Southern. He's like a, a Texas, Texas boy. Yeah, son of, of Spike Dykes, Texas Tech legend. I mean he uh, he did he did a really good job at SMU. Um, he's doing obviously a, a good job in year one, but you're right. I mean, that's a TCU program that's been winning for 20 years now. Long uh, time, like they were they were not. This is not the University of Tulsa or something. Like this is a good football team. So do you? I mean it. It seems that it's uh, you know barring an upset, and I don't know who K State finishes with, but I mean they're in a clear spot now that they control someone they bad control than things. Kansas. I think West Virginia than Kansas. But yeah, so I mean they should go two and zero. Um, so um, that's a a likely scenario. I think I, is, I do think TCU beats K State if they play again. But then again, we didn't see we haven't seen K State like that was a game where TCU didn't have to play a healthy quarterback. TCU K State would not have 
predicted that one before the season. I think both. I think McMurphy had a future. He was on so high on TCU. TCU. Yeah, he was right. And that guy's been doing. A I was lot, so, so wrong on him. I yeah. I was. I thought it was going to be a. a I did buy into the hype a little bit after I heard him preach on it. I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about, so um, might want to give him a listen. But yeah, I remember throwing a hit out there, and he was like, "I know this sounds crazy, but." And that was when he talked about TCU and K State. Well, I mean, K State had what seven first team All Big Twelve players. So they, to me, they didn't come out of left field. Their odds didn't. Their preseason odds didn't reflect um, how good they've played. But the player, like, because I remember wondering why they didn't have more first place votes. They had seven preseason All Big Twelve guys. Yeah, and I, it makes you, sense. Oh, you had one Michael Turk, one, who's been our best yeah. player all year. So Touchdown. yeah. I do have a scenario to throw out there to you guys. So who may – are we going to look at three SEC teams if LSU wins the SEC? You definitely get – you probably – I mean, you get, say, George one loss, Georgia and LSU. I don't know if – I could see them just not letting – like not doing it, right? Just I like mean, based off principle? That's like yeah. a scenario I don't think enough people are talking about. If LSU runs the table and wins out – they're not going to leave the SEC champion the, out of the playoffs. The problem even is with that, two losses. The problem with you and then you might they might do it because they might then, have to do it, dude. LSU got beat forty to sixteen by Tennessee in Death Valley. Yeah. So you can't leave Tennessee out. But then if TCU basically would Tennessee with one loss and Georgia with one loss get in over TCU with no losses or the Big Ten champion? I think so. I don't think the Big Ten champion. I think Big Ten champions in. If the Big Ten champion wins out, that's your – that one's in. So, SEC champion, Big Ten champion are both in automatically. I think – I don't know if I, – I, I don't know if – I don't know how locked in LSU is. But they, you can't leave them out if they win the SEC title. We've we've seen – I mean, like Penn State has won the Big Ten title and been left out, and they let Ohio State in. Like there is a precedent for it. They've also n- never let a two-loss team in. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not like guaranteeing it. I, I do think S- LSU is like. I don't think they're gonna. I I I am not ready to go all in yet and say they're gonna win the SEC title game. They're. I mean, I don't. I don't think they're Georgia's. I mean, we saw their. They came back to to earth against Arkansas, who was without. Uh, that was a Jefferson. bad spot, though. Bad spot, like. They coming off that huge emotional win at home. I don't think they had beaten Alabama at home since like 2011 or something. Huge win. They go play in Fayetteville, Arkansas at 11 a.m. It's like 45 degrees, like bad spot for them. And they have UAB this Saturday, kind of like a rest game. So we'll mm-hmm. see how they look after this. If they struggle with UAB, um, like playing their starters, then I'll reevaluate. I just find it hard to believe that if they went out, they wouldn't be one of the four. I think uh, I think Sam Pittman's honeymoon might be over in, in Fayetteville. Yeah, Hog fans are starting to get after him a little bit. I mean, their their defense has been bad. I mean, they've had you know they're they're another team that really lacks depth at the quarterback position. That Hornsby, I think this is a uh, yeah. kid that that played in replacement. Uh, he could run the ball a little bit, but he they weren't doing much with him at quarterback. They they put in a third string in too. Um, I mean, their defense kept them alive that game, but I mean, their defense has shown a lot of flaws throughout the year too. So, um, I mean, I've never what's, been really high on on Jefferson, but clearly, they without him, um, 
what's the path for USC? You're you guys' second favorite team. Went out, obviously. And if they went out, they beat UCLA and then Washington, right? You'd probably play UCLA and Oregon. The winner of this Oregon Utah game this weekend is I think gonna be in the I think these two games are are kind of looking like semi semifinals. Yeah. USC, UCLA, and you. There's weird tiebreakers too because, and they've eliminated the divisions. Um, there's no north and south. Oh, fact, there isn't. It's just so it's just the top best? two teams. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, USC seven and one, Oregon six and one, Utah six and one. I think UCLA's got two losses now, um, but it does have a tiebreaker over Utah and could potentially if they if they. Um, play usc i mean what do you think about this usc ucla game it's gonna be fun it might be yeah. a, a, I, I don't know what that line is set out total wise but i'm assuming it's pretty high it's gotta be pretty be. high you guys want to get into the picks start it yeah. off on that yeah yeah all right <clears throat> usc favored by two and a half heading across town parker start with you man i i think i'm gonna go with with usc this week um yeah, I mean, I just – I'm uh, – I mean, they've got the best player on the field. Uh, UCLA, I'm, I'm just not a buyer in them. I think DTR is a, a good quarterback. I mean, they have a good offense, but um, when when you've got the best player on the field and he's, you know, that special of a talent and he, you ha- and you have weapons around him, um, they will be minus Travis Dye, so a big loss um, with the, the Oregon running back transfer there. Um, but you still got Addison. Um, I think Mario Williams is expected to return from injury this week. Um, uh, and then USC, you know, they're going to give up a lot of points. So I, I like USC in a high-scoring game. Close, though. Close. Did OU recruit Caleb Williams? Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, just a lighthearted joke, guys. Come on. What would OU's record be if Caleb Williams was the quarterback this year? I think no they have, Lincoln one, Riley, just I think they have one or two losses. One, probably. He's that. I do. I think he was the bigger loss. I do that. think he's that. I do think he's that good. Yeah. I mean, I think they lose to TCU on the road, um, and then I think Texas they could have ended. They could have won that game. I would agree, though. They have two losses if Caleb's the quarterback. I'm picking USC for the for the same reason. He's the best player on the field. He just finds a way. All right, next up, Park, we'll start with you again for the Ponies. SMU plus three and a half at number 21, Tulane. Yeah, I'm, this one's tomorrow night uh, in New Orleans. I think I'm going to try to make my way over there. Um, Boots on the ground, Park. SMU's <laughs> had several uh, one-possession losses to solid football teams um, and losses to TCU, Maryland, and Cincinnati, all games they, they could have won. Um, I think this week the, the tide turns. They, they go win – one um, as, as a dog. Um, Tulane, they struggled against UCF last week. Um, they have a really tough closing stretch, I think, with SMU and Cincinnati um, still to come. So I think Tulane might uh, – you might see the wheels start falling off here a little bit. Um, but Brett Pratt's a good quarterback. Um, but I, I think SMU wins this one. I think it'll be close. But SMU, I like SMU to cover and to win outright. I agree with you again here. I like SMU as well. I also – Shout out South Florida, literally down a million. All they have to do is kick an extra point to cover the spread. They went for two. 
for no reason. Didn't get it. They lost 41-23. So they didn't cover Kamar Wheaton, Kamar Wheaton, remember the name, had a breakout yeah, he, performance. He went off. He went yeah. off. I was getting the action network notifications. I just think like, I'm seeing Wheaton scored. Wheaton scored. Yeah, I, it was I his, think he had some U beats too late, though. He had his first couple, and SMU's not out of the AAC uh conference title no. race with a little yeah. help. Um, if they could win the last couple games. So uh, they're still playing for something. And R- R- just shout out to Rasheed Rice as well. Leading the, I think he's still leading the country in receiving yards. Um, SMU receiver, probably the more one of the more underappreciated players out there. I think he can end up being like a, I think like a second second round type type pick, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Next up, Ruley, Illinois plus eighteen at Michigan. Mm. Is uh, Devito playing, or is he like still hurt? He's always in and out, but like. yeah, see, he's like Spencer. It's just like he just lives on the injury report. Um, Michigan's gonna win. That number is pretty intriguing, though, honestly. Um, yeah, Tommy DeVito. It's how he's supposed to play. I do like Chase Brown a lot. I think Michigan has has a good defense, but yeah, the total's forty one, so I don't think there'll be a lot of points scored. I'd take Illinois to cover, but Illinois, Illinois to cover, um, Michigan to win. I'm. I definitely picking Michigan to win. I'm leaning Illinois cover. My one concern is, I mean, everyone knows the strength of that team is the run game with Chase Brown, arguably the best running back in the country. They can chew clock. And then I go look back at the Penn State-Michigan game. Penn State, similar type team to Illinois where they're they're leaning heavy on the run. Um, They had been one of the better rushing offenses in the country. They go into that game with Michigan, and Michigan just completely shuts down the run game. Yeah, so they, they uh, I could, I would not be surprised to see that happen. I'll probably stay away from this game, um, but it's a big enough number that if I took something, it would be Illinois. But Michigan yep. to win, uh, definitely. All right, next up, number 14, Ole Miss, two-and-a-half-point favorites at Arkansas. Really start this one off, too. I mean, the Hogs have quit. Like, I don't – even if Jefferson plays, I like Ole Miss and the points. But um, this is a rivalry game, as most games in the SEC are. I don't remember the name of this one. Um, this is Arkansas. Arkansas is always out there looking for rivals. This is their, like, make them feel good, make them feel like they're a true I SEC feel like there's a, tro- there's a trophy for it, though. I there is. Right. It's like the boot or something. I thought that was the LSU one. Hang on, let's see. But I like Ole Miss. Um, I don't think Ole Miss is that good, but I do think they are better than Arkansas. Arkansas's got a lot, but Arkansas playing for bowl eligibility versus one of their rivals in Fayetteville Saturday. So, yeah, I, I, and I loved it to hate on Arkansas, but I actually like Arkansas in this game. Uh, Ole Miss, uh, now that they're out of that SEC West uh, title conversation, um, I think there could be a letdown spot after a close loss to Bama. Um, Arkansas, like you said, still fighting for bowl eligibility. They're they're better than the record indicates. Um, I'm checking to see if Je- what the update on um, Jefferson is, um, if he's playing or not. Um, if he does, especially, um, I, I would lean Arkansas. So that's what I'm waiting. If if they've got their quarterback, I, I'll take Arkansas to cover the two and a half, and I'll, I'll pick them to to win outright. I I'm not a believer in, in Jackson Dart, um, and I I just think Arkansas is is uh well, you know with balls, but eligibility on the line can can pull this one off parker to be fair they this one is not a fake rivalry they have been playing since 1908 like consistently though or they, like they played 1908? looks like they it looks like they took uh, 
they didn't play really in the 70s much. But then in 81, it picked back up, and they've played every year since. All right. That's that's yeah, a rivalry. Play, that's a rivalry. 60-something yeah. times. Yeah. It's third, Arkansas lead series 36-29 to 1. No. You're, we're looking at different – LSU leads 43-23 and 2. Oh, I was talking about Ole Miss-Arkansas. Oh, Ole Miss. Yeah. Oh. That's okay. a rivalry game. Yeah, the Ole, LSU-Arkansas one is not a rivalry game. That's the see, I don't know if the Ole Miss – I think like I look at like that Ole Miss Arkansas game is more like a Oklahoma State Iowa State game. It's not a rivalry. They've just played a lot. I the thing I've come to realize is I hate every other team in the same conference as my team. They're all rivalry games to me. Yeah, like I want to I want to kick whoever's ass we're playing. Yeah. No, I, I I'm with you. Especially Iowa State. All right, Pac-12 matchup <clears throat> number ten Utah plus three and a half at number twelve Oregon Parker. Utes, Utes uh, plus three. Um, I'll pick them to win outright as well. Um, I'm just I'm I'm a believer in Kyle Whittingham. I, I like you know I like what they've got at the quarterback spot. Um, tough physical defense. Oregon um, maybe a little juice out of it after that loss last week, but I mean still a lot of on the line as both these teams are hoping to make it to the conference title in Vegas. But I think Utah gets it done. You love Utah and SMU. You you will never quit those two teams. That's family. I love, right I love SMU. Yeah, it is. I that like is Utah. Right no, it's 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 love for both. I'm gonna pick Bo Nix at home. I think he has a good bounce back game. I would never touch this spread though. It should be a really good game. Yeah. All right. A few more here. Number four, TCU plus two and a half at Baylor. Really? Oof. Just looking. Tickets for as low as eleven dollars in Waco. What are we doing, Baylor fans? Come on. What is this? The the Bapto Bowl? They're the most wishy themselves. Fans. Yes, they I are. I mean, they, they think that they like are I think they think that they have like an elite home field advantage. They don't. The stadium is small. They tried to do a yellow out against me and my teammates last year or this past season in Waco. Place is a joke. The cell gating is kind of cool, I guess. Um, Waco stinks, though. Waco's bad, bad college town. No it's it's the worst. Fans. It's the worst game day atmosphere. atmosphere of any Big Twelve school. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I'm pick Baylor so bad. Screw it, I'll pick Baylor. I think the wheels come off Saturday. I think finally they are brought back down to earth. I think Aranda is is a better coach than Dykes. I think he just out game plans them. I'm with you. I like I like Baylor. I like Baylor outright. Um, I'm already on Baylor spread. I might might sprinkle a little on the money line as well. Um, yeah, so I think Baylor ends the undefeated season. And I'm with you. Aranda's better coach. So I never thought I'd cheer for Baylor, but here I am. Yeah. <laughs> Both nasty. those programs are, are easy to cheer against, though. So yeah, they are. All right. Staying in the Big 12 here. Texas favored by nine at Kansas. PB. See, are we at the point where t- th- things could get ugly? Will they and- quit? Because they yeah. always do that. They just quit sometimes. Kansas plus re- nine. Kansas plus revenge, nine. Revenge spot for Canada's Kansas. Kansas. I, <laughs> I think Texas hangs on to win, uh, but I think I think Kansas is a good enough football team. And do we see Jalen Daniels, or or do we think they're just? I think he's gonna play. I would love to see it. Um, but Bean isn't that he's bad. He's good. No, no, Bean. No, Bean's, Bean's just limited solid. slightly. 
ever so slightly, he can't do the things Jalen Daniels. Do. No, I like I like Kansas here. I might even, I, like, I might take that. I might take Kansas plus. Nine. I do like KU plus nine a lot, um, especially if it like move towards Texas a little more, and it, or I guess towards Kansas. However that works, if it got to like ten, that'd be awesome. But I think Texas wins. But if it's ugly from Quinn Ewers, I think they should not be afraid to pull the plug and go to Hudson Card. Yeah, no, I'm Bichon, with Bijan might run for 300 yards. Too. The, the the UT politics, though, can you imagine? If That's he got a bad benched? look. Yeah, and then you bring Arch into the fold. It's gonna get a, it'll get. It weird. could get real ugly if yeah. if you were Sark, continue. Sark, Sark might be hitting the bottle Saturday night if they don't win this. <laughs> All right, finish it up with Bedlam. Really, as the uh, visiting host of the podcast, you can go first here. OSU plus seven and a half in Norman. Seriously, OU owns us. Um, This won't even be a game. Uh, OU's the way better football team. Here we go. Yeah. I'd be shocked if OSU keeps this one within five scores. Seriously. And your real answer? That's my real answer. No, we need a whatever. <laughs> That's my real answer. You guys are better. You've always been better. You always will be better. Parker, I think I think OU's just broken him. The the forever. series lead is nine. He said the nineteen sa- guys. Like what? What more do you want from me? Like we don't win. So that's what. I mean, that's everything you need to know about the Oklahoma State fan base, right there. <laughs> OU is having. I know he doesn't actually believe this. But oh, I do, hundred percent. They, but they give themselves this little out, this little out, like we're oh, we're just little OSU. No, OU's freaking five and five, and just lost to West Virginia. My my favorite thing about this they have rivalry, no confidence. My favorite thing about this rivalry is when OSU actually does find a way to win the game. It's like OU fans are like, well, we didn't care. It's about time you won one. And not every I'm not every fan person in the fan base does these things, but it's like they make the game seem so small when we win. And they tell me it's no big deal before the game. And then when they win, it's like, oh, you fucking losers. Like, we beat your ass again. And it's like, okay, which is it? Is this Does this game mean nothing? Is this not a rivalry? Is it a rivalry? It is. I don't care what the series record says. Anytime you play someone in state, that's a rivalry game. I'm, I'm really going to miss this. Really going to miss I, this. Look, I think there's going to be a lot of points. These defenses fucking stink. They're bad. I Yeah. If, if Spencer wins this one, though. He's he's up there for me. He's in the upper echelon of OSU quarterbacks. And there's been so much turmoil is the wrong word, but so many people have been against Spencer, and even I was early on in his career. I didn't think he was, like, the guy. If he wins two, though, you immediately jump so far into OSU lore in, in fans' eyes. Like if you're able top to beat OU. Th- like top three, like with Gundy and, and like so like and, field, like uh, Josh Fields Whedon? is regarded Josh Fields is regarded as one of the best quarterbacks in OSU history. And like most of his records have been broken, but he beat OU twice. Like that's what people remember is like that guy beat OU twice. Yeah. I think this puts him up there with Whedon and Rudolph. Well, yeah, Gundy never Gundy never beat OU. See, if he wins this one, he has two wins over OU and then the the note the 12 and one. Went over Notre Dame. He was, and which you could say those that defense was the reason they did that. But he made plays when he had to, like OSU, OU last year. OSU needs a big play. He runs for forty yards and scores. Like the dude, the dude's a winner. I am obviously joking that OU's going to throttle OSU, but I do. It's I can't just come on here and say OSU's going to win because they they've won nineteen times. I have it right in front of me. They don't do it very often. Don't you think this year is the biggest toss-up in 
our lives. This is two like shit teams. This reminds me of 14 a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cody no, Thomas I think, started for OU, yeah. I think, and then a P Ryan got hurt. That's one thing people forget about that game is OU probably wins even with Cody Thomas starting if P Ryan doesn't hurt his knee or whatever he hurt. Yeah, that um, was that was a an ugly that was definitely the but the thing is this has been worse a worse okay. season than that. Yeah, like yeah. that team's really sputtered at the end, but they were probably like Eight and three or something at that point. I mean, so, it wasn't like they were a ranked football team. Last time um, OU wasn't ranked, I think, was two thousand nine. Um. Yeah. No, I think. Or I guess the twenty fourteen game, but the last time OU won and wasn't ranked, two thousand nine. So I'm going to look at this. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Spencer Sanders is going to play. That's where he's, I'm. He's he's playing. So under that assumption, um, I, I like OSU. Um. No, classic reverse jinx. Nope, no, that's who not is, your real answer. That's not your real answer. You, there's OU has gotten shredded by any quarterback of the pulse all season. Spencer Sanders is probably one of the two, one or two, maybe the best, probably the best quarterback OU's faced all year. Um, definitely one of them. Um, so I don't know why OU suddenly be able to stop them or stop anyone. Um, OU still has the better players. OU has is the more talented team. But I, when I've tried, you know, picking OU or betting on OU earlier, I mean, like they haven't shown any reason that it hasn't changed. I'm not going to be dumb and keep picking OU when they keep shitting the bed. So um, you don't like the seven and a half? No, I love I love OSU plus seven and a half. I'm not going to touch it. I agree, actually. I mean, that yeah. seems like that seems insane to me. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it all comes together for OU this weekend. Oh, no, um, no, in this rivalry, it sure will. Probably. Like, I know that's a possibility, and I know that Mike Gundy literally – He just coaches so different in this Manhood game. It, it makes the, no sense to me. Window when, when, I mean, it's, he literally – so I know that. And so I might be crazy, but I just have not seen – oh, you hadn't lost to West Virginia since they joined the Big 12, and then we lose. And it's like – so I'm, I'm throwing, like, history out the table – or out of this uh, – out the window when it comes to this OU team. I mean, they the, the bottom keeps getting lower and lower. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I agree I with all that. Gonna, is that. It, I'm assuming it's a sellout. I mean, it will be. It'll be full. It'll be loud. I can't believe this is the sixth third. So, Kirk I know. Street's calling this game. No, I bet they. I don't know why, dude. It's a bad slate this weekend. He might be Clear, clearly. Like if, I would this mean, this is the prime time game. What's the game of the week? I mean. I mean, I guess Oregon, Utah, Oregon, Utah is a good game. Um, TCU, Baylor. I mean, uh, USC, UCLA. I mean, Pac-12 is the. uh... (laughs) Hey, they're they're probably gonna they're probably gonna shoot Spence up with some Toradol. I think Um, whatever anti-inflammatory pain reliever they could give him before the game and at halftime they're gonna give him Saturday. The the one thing that gives me some confidence in OU is. I don't think OSU's gonna be able to run the ball. Oh no, sir! No, which a lot, that really helps OU out a lot because yeah. yeah, and Spencer probably not running as much is a real positive for us as well because I would imagine he's not gonna want to. But he has to is the problem. Um, like he knows, I think he knows he has to. I don't think he would have played at all last week if he. The guy was so he never wears long sleeves. Here's how I knew he didn't think he was gonna play Saturday. He was wearing long sleeves. He's never worn long sleeves at a game before in his life. He wears like the same undershirt that he's worn every game for the past two years. And yeah. So he just strolls out there. 
I was asking Stoner, I was like, do you think he they asked him to come in or he asked them to go in? And he's like, 100%. Spencer was like, get me in the game. Like, I'm good to go. Like, put me in. And yeah. then they scored the very first drive. Final score. Guess a score, though. If you had to guess a score. Guess the score of what? Bedlam Saturday. I'm going to say OSU. Forty-one, OU, thirty-five. What? I'll go thirty-eight, thirty-five, OU. Close one, huh? That's what the score was in uh, twenty fourteen. I'll say Sooners thirty-eight, Cowboys thirty. We're, we're, we're both going for the reverse jinx. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what that means, man. Reverse jinx. Yeah. I did it. I I did see a group of Iowa State fans at Stillwater Saturday. I was like, "Hey, enjoy Stillwater and congrats on the win. You guys earned it. Just the better ball club." I said that like right before kickoff. But they immediately <laughs> knew what I was doing. They're like, "No, no, no, no! Congrats to you. You guys are the better team." Was I'm superstitious, but not reverse jinx. jinx superstitious. Oh really? Yeah. I well, I still don't know what a reverse jinx is. So. I, anyway. I do hope it goes without saying. I hope OSU wins the game. We got to get yes. to twenty wins before this thing. Ends. I would like OU to win the game. I if that if there was any question about that, <laughs> I just want to go I'm on rooting for of... OU to win the game. Yeah, I want the Pokes to win, but we'll see. Should be fun. Could yeah. be a rock fight or a pillow fight. I don't know. It'll be my first Norman appearance of the season, so I'm looking oh, forward to that. Oh, you're gone on TBD. Yeah. Oh, Wait, game time decision. Yeah, it'll. Uh... We'll let everyone know if I'll be making the trip to Norman. <laughs> Everyone's wondering. Yeah. I, if I, Also, if OSU can pressure Dylan Gabriel, I say this as a short person myself, he can't see. That's what yeah. I've determined. West Virginia, like, blitzed him, and he just couldn't see. Or throw. I do think OU's offensive line has been playing rel- – Anton been. Harrison, he's a dude. OSU's, he's a see, that's the thing. OSU's D-line finally started to get some pressures last week. And I and Iowa State's O-line isn't that great. So That should be – the strength on I think strength on strength is probably OU's offensive line against OSU's defensive line. Yeah, from that from when you're looking at the OU offense and the OSU defense. Yeah, yeah. Somebody well, will be some random bedlam hero for the Sooners though. It always is. Who's a random receiver that hasn't played a fucking minute all season? Trayvon West. That he'll score twice. Eighty-one. Yeah, I feel like he scored last year. That kid will score twice Saturday. Just book it. Career day. Stoop, Drake Stoops can pass uh, got Mike Gundy and Bedlam wins. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> hey, I so, wonder who Kale's cheering for Saturday. For sure. OSU. No way. I think so. Dude, I think there's some. I I hope he comes. He's, he would not, I don't think he'd ever actually come work for Mike, but I hope he does. Be awesome. I'd love to have him as the offensive I'm, I'm saying I think it's either he goes works for Mike or he goes and works for Bob in the XFL. Ugh, those sound yeah. not as fun. Mike told a good story at his press conference that he called Kale the other day because I I guess he's been uh, they talk a lot more now because Kale's jobless, but they hey he was in the car with Switzer Kale was and they were just driving to go get a beer or something and they called Mike and they were like oh Mike what are you doing he's like I'm about to drive to practice and they just started laughing at him like oh loser you just <laughs> go to practice so that's funny um all right any other thoughts before we wrap this thing up. All right. Nope. Well, TU should fire Phil Montgomery. Boomer. 
That's what I got to say. I don't know what. The... <laughs> um, all right. Well, as always, we appreciate everyone listening. Follow us on social media at Fifth Year Podcast. Like, rate, subscribe on Apple and Spotify. And yeah, let's have a good week 12 of college football.